Yo, happy uh, Sunday. Hope you survived to the 90 degree heat this week. What a what a week. Oh my goodness, it was hot. And then yesterday, as it started raining, and it just poured rain all day, I'm screaming at Mother Nature going, no, no, it doesn't, we don't want, we don't want sun for seven straight days and then just a day where all the rain comes, just spread it out a little. That's the dad in me. That's the funny thing. You become a, I think you know you're old when it rains and you look outside and you go, well, we needed it, you know, <laughs> it's my lawn. My lawn was getting pretty, all the lawns were getting brown. I was starting to get self-conscious about my lawn. And then I start looking at every lawn in my neighborhood is brown. At the factory, we just planted grass because it was a new build out at my factory. And so, you know, this year hasn't been great for growing grass because what you're looking for ideally is, you know, rain, sun, rain, sun, rain, sun. We haven't been getting that this year, but the sun's been good for the garden. We'll put it that way. <clears throat> um, today's podcast was recorded on one of those 90 degree days. Chad Drexel came over. We sat in the front yard. It's where I do a lot of my podcasts. I like doing podcasts sitting out in the front yard. It's fun. My neighbors think I'm weird, but it's fun. And uh, yeah, 90 degrees. We were both melting, sweating. I literally was feeling like sweat drip down my back. Ugh, you know that feeling? Like during the interview. Um, it, today's interview is, is going to be a tough one. You're going to hear some, some pretty difficult things to hear. We're talking, obviously, about the disappearance of Brittany Drexel. I tried to get into the background uh, Chad's relationship with Brittany, with Brittany's mom. You know, it sounds like there was uh, some tension there, and you'll hear all about that. And um, what well, you'll hear, it, it, you know, it's about the disappearance of a young woman, which I thought was interestingly enough, even though this was recorded prior to the news story coming out. Interesting that this is also the week where, as we speak, and I'm recording this Sunday morning, but as we speak, they still have not found Naya Rivera who went boating, just her and her son alone, rented a boat on this little lake. And then there's a report. Somebody calls the police and says, hey, there's a boat out here with a little kid on it. There's no adult, uh, which is odd, right? It's scary. And she just disappeared. And the little boy was sleeping on the boat, and nobody knows what happened. Um, you know, if you go on Twitter, you'll see a million different theories. There's... The man on the jet ski, that's one theory. There's uh, suicide is another theory, which, by the way, this does not feel like a suicide to me at all. Not even close. Uh, it just, it just, none of the circumstances add up for that. The man on the jet ski, same thing. Maybe he witnessed something, saw something. But no, I mean, as far as like a kidnapping or something also, that also just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I'll tell you my theory on the Naya Rivera thing. It's just a, an incredible tragedy. Um. They have been talking about how they're three days into the search now and they can't find her and they've been blaming, well, there's a ton of debris in this lake. That's the thing they're showing. Well, there's all this debris. It's the it's like the worst lake ever for visibility, apparently, is what they're saying. And and honestly, that's what I think happened to her. You know, I, my, my fear, anytime I go swimming in one of these lakes, it's always my fear that I'm going to jump in the water and hit like some debris or something. You know, so maybe she's, you know, Naya Revere was a young athletic woman. Maybe she's, her kid is sleeping. She decides she's going to go for a swim. She dives off the boat and, and you know, goes headfirst into some piece of debris or something. I, I mean, who who knows? Who knows? That's, that my theory is just absolute tragic, tra just tragedy. And then the reason they haven't found her body yet is because, as they keep saying, all the debris in the lake, it's just going to take them forever. 
to find it. It's, it's so, so sad. It's just the saddest thing in the world. That show, that damn show, Glee, has really underwent some tragedy over the years. It's just, uh, you know, with, uh, what was his name, Corey Monteith, right? Him him passing away from an overdose, now Naya Rivera. There's been some criminal backgrounds on that show as well. The guy who played Puck. I mean, it's just, what a, just crazy. Absolutely crazy. So anyway, thoughts and prayers with Naya Rivera, her family, and of course her son. It's just uh, an incredible, just terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, One other quick note before we get to the Chad Drexel interview. Uh, Also, speaking of Glee, Jonathan Groff, who played, I think the character's name was Jesse St. James in Glee. Um is in Hamilton. He plays the king in Hamilton. And my wife and I have watched Hamilton, I shit you not, at least probably three times in its entirety and little bits and pieces we've probably watched five or six times in the week since it's been out. Crazy how good that musical is. All right, I'll shut up. We'll get to it. My interview about the disappearance of Brittany Drexel with Chad Drexel. We'll just start talking about it. How's that sound? Because you just pulled a beautiful truck right into my driveway, and it's a Chevy, and I'm looking at Chevys Chevy. as we speak. Yeah, the Silverado. Well, you got to hold line. the mic right up there. Yeah, the Silverados are a good line. That's a, so you just got that's a brand new truck right there. Uh, no, it's an 18. Okay. That's the. Well, I'm a Chevy guy because I have my Camaro and always yeah. liked Chevy. Yeah. So I know you don't I have look- headphones on or anything, but you got to talk right into the thing. I'm sorry. Right. And yeah, the- hold it right up in there. I know it's intrusive. It stinks. <laughs> You're good. I'm still. I'm still the. I still got the little radio guy in me, who's like everything has to be right on. Oh right, right, yeah. right, right. right. But, but so yeah, I had. Um, I we, I was looking at something that was similar color to my other car. Yeah. And I saw this online at a place. Um, out way out. Oh my gosh. Um. Out by Sodus. How, how much research did you do? Like when it's time to buy a car, how much? Cause well, legit. <laughs> this is where I'm at right now in my life. I had a couple friends that I knew from um, that ran the maintenance uh, department over at, well, when it was Ralph Pontiac, and now it's Ralph Honda. Yeah, right. Um, and he moved out to Buffalo, and I just messaged him and said, hey, what's a good Chevy or GMC truck that's out there? I love the looks of them. I don't like the Fords. I don't like the Toyotas. I know the Toyota's got a great engine, but the new Silverado seem All my neighbors, this is funny, on my street, all have Silverados, and I didn't even put two and two together until yeah. I got my truck. I'm like, wow, we got the West Side Rockdale. Tr- <laughs> so yeah. Well, I yeah, I'm, seeing, I'm I went to a couple dealerships just this week, but I'm I'm kind of I'm being kind of a I think I'm the problem because 
I feel bad for car dealers and car salesmen because everyone just assumes they're trying to scam you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such an old, like, cliche that the car salesman is trying to get one over on you. But yeah. there's, there's times it's true. That's the yeah. thing. There's a lot of random shit. Like, like I'll give you a good Chevy example that I just think is com- something that was complete bullshit. I went, I looked at a bunch of Tahoes, okay? Right. And I like black Tahoes. And the black Tahoe has a black Chevy emblem on the front of the truck. The bow tie, yeah. The bow tie, yeah, the bow tie. And it has a $225 charge for that black bow tie. And every dealership I went to, I went, how am I going to pay you to put a Chevy logo on my Chevy? Yeah, you don't. Well, that's a package, (laughs) I believe. I think it's the package that's also part of the wheel option, the leather, the interior. I yes. think it's a package. Big black wheels, yes, yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I just kind of felt that was weird. Like It's almost like you guys should pay me to put the Chevy emblem on your car. But, I mean, <laughs> I it was only, I mean, when you're spending that kind of money, 200 bucks is, I guess, not that big of a deal. Yeah. But also, you just want to feel like you're getting away with something. You're already putting money down, probably. You're yes. already, yeah, yeah. Yes. But, so, you're driving every day from Victor all the way to North Greece? What do you do for people who don't know? Um, I manage a UPS store in Victor. Yeah. Right it, across the street from the mall there. They don't have those in Greece? What do you got to drive all the way to Victor? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have the owner that I that, that owns the one out there. He owns several different ones in uh, Rochester. And good guy. Very good businessman. Yeah. Really good down to earth. He's very similar to me, old school, raising his kids the same way. Yeah. And yeah. we just clicked off when I interviewed for the job. I was just looking for a graphic design job. Long story short, he goes, you're way past that, Chad. You need to be my production manager and general manager. And I was like, oh, wow, great opportunity. So nice. I ran with it. Yeah. I've been there for almost a little over two years. It's worth driving from Greece to Victor oh, for. Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's the thing with nowadays is you got to um, – as a parent, you have to, and you've got a little one now too. Got a little guy. You've got to raise them with the discipline of um, hard work ethic. Yeah. And not the entitlement kind of. Th- I my, feel that's my own. I, personal. My two-year-old in there right now. You know what he's doing right now before he eats dinner? Twenty push-ups. <laughs> yeah, you got to love. But I'm telling you, no, what, we we did. We actually we just introduced timeout. Now we don't. Now we don't do like big long timeouts because he's because he's too. Well, the attention's being. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't know what's happening yet. But right, we've exactly. we've taught him that when he throws a toy because he's because he'll throw his toys now when he gets mad. And the other thing he's doing is he's hitting. He'll hit mm. you. So if if I let's say it's dinner time like it is right now. And by the way, we should point out we're recording this in one on one of those ninety degree days because it's a podcast, so it's not live, right? Right. So we're two fat guys sitting in a front yard right now in 90 degree heat. <laughs> it's okay. not exactly. I'm I good for you for bringing a jug of water. Okay, <laughs> stay hydrated. But anyway, if I picked him up and said it's time for dinner, he's playing with his toys. He'll smack me in the face. So we got to put an end to that. So we've been doing little yeah. 30 second timeouts, and I think it's getting through to him. I think oh, he really? understand. I think he understands. You know the phrase now. Do you want to go in timeout? He's, you know, he shakes his head. So he understands why. That's he's, good. He's kind of understanding now that we're not hitting, we're not throwing any of that stuff. We don't want him to do any of Is that he, stuff. Is um, he? Does he go to daycare or does he stay here? He stays here, okay. and my mother-in-law also okay. takes care of him. My my wife is still working from home. That's okay. another thing. How did you guys at UPS? How did you? Did you go to work the whole time or what? Got twice as busy. Really? And I was essential yeah. because. We have to um, take in packages for medical supplies, shipping masks, shipping. Well, yes. when all the uh, breweries out there changed over to the alcohol hand. Yep, sanitizer. Yeah, yeah, all the sanitizer, right. So we got all the shipments, and we stayed open, and our printing just blew up from there. And, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. How many kids do you have now? 
I have, well, with Britt would be three, and then okay. I've got a granddaughter who's two. You have a granddaughter? Yeah. Aw. Yeah, my great. middle daughter, Brittany's sister, um, Marissa, she had one two years ago, a little over two years ago. So, okay, so is is Brittany the oldest? Brittany would be the oldest, Brittany yes. would have been the oldest. Yes, absolutely. Expl- explain the, I don't mean to pry too much into your no. personal life, but so you, you're no longer with Brittany's mother, right? No, we got divorced 11, or I'm sorry, we got separate. We were separated 11 months before Brittany went missing. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and then um, we got a divorce probably, I don't know, maybe a half a year, so six months after she went missing. Well, so you were going finally. through all this. You were going through the personal shit. Oh, while yeah. that, I mean, all at the same time? God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean, my God, like the learn the hard way, right? Well, obviously, the obvious. I'm so sorry, but then also the fact that you're going through that at the same time. Yeah, my God, I mean, that was just what a pile of shit to get dumped on. Yeah. What'd you do to deserve that? What were you an asshole as a kid or something? <laughs> and I'll be kidding. the first to say I learned the hard way. I was, uh, I mean, as my wife now, she loves to point out the douchebag she calls <laughs> that's a douchebag the arrogance uh-huh. and i see that and i said babe you would have hate you wouldn't have gave me a second look what kind of kid were you i was just well i was the well when i was younger i went straight into the navy and i didn't because of my father's issues i didn't smoke or drink okay. a lot of the my friends in there either drank and then partied i went to the gym and yeah. I just lifted and lifted and lifted, and was, I just was, enjoyed it. Was it an anger? Were you angry? No, you, I just loved it. You just loved I just being loved physically it, And fit. I was just bonding with a whole clique of guys that I, weren't even in the same um, squadrons I was in. I was just either on the ship or on the different um, the different bases, and they would come into the different gyms you go to. And long story short, you meet a different, all sorts of nationalities. And you just so you left right from high school. You went right, right from high school, right in the military. Right yeah. in the military. It was. Did were you just sick of it? You just wanted the hell out of here. Or? I wanted to get out of Greece. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get out of where I was raised in. I was born in California. My father got a job at Kodak six months um, after he got out of the Air Force. So we moved out to Canandaigua. That was too much of a truck from there to Ridge Road, where at the Kodak Park there. Mm-hmm. And then um, we moved to Greece, and I was raised there all my life. And but by eighteen, you were sick of it. You were like, "Get me the hell out of yeah. here!" Yeah. And so was the was joining the military more about joining the military? Or was it more about just getting the hell out of Greece? <laughs> this is way, way cliche, but what movie do you think of when you think of Navy back in the eighties? Uh, well, wait a minute, you're dating me a little the bit. The new one's coming out. Wait, Top Gun? Yeah. Get out of here! I you saw you that love and Top I'm like, Gun? I want to go because. Top, and you know it's funny. That's awesome, actually. That I love was that. my well because <laughs> I chose my second tour. I got because I went served my first tour overseas more than half of my time. Um, you get to choose your first two slots because I was in Japan for those two years. Um, I, I got to uh, choose, and I chose Miramar where the Top Gun yeah. outfit was. Yeah. I loved it, <laughs> loved it. Oh my God! And I had to drive my stupid little Grand Am out. <laughs> Sit on the flight line, watch the F-14s come over. Yeah, I did all that. That was just so, yeah. I did it alone. I mean, I I didn't. That was just pre-Britney, pre-Dawn, or my ex-wife. It was yeah. just before them. And um, But, yeah, that's when the era when I actually came home on vacation in the winter and met Britney's mom. And met how, Britney how old and were you when you met Britney's mom? 23. 23. Okay. So you, so you, and when did you get out of the military period? When I was 29. Okay, so you stayed in. So you were, and in then a long I got time. out and went active reserves for four more years here, 
So I did a total of 12 years. Wow, yeah. So you did a lot of service. But when then how old were you when Brittany was born? So, um, well, I didn't know Don then. Mm-hmm. Brittany, when I met Brittany, she was just a... Um, yeah, so I you're met, not Brittany's biological father, Brittany had right? just turned three. No, I'm not. Okay. No, okay. I'm her... St- well, okay, so um, I met Brittany and Don through my sister, through family members. Um, and then, I don't know, we just hit it off. And I, you know, I, I just... I was out in San Diego. I was alone and, you know, just work and come back. And it's just like a day job here. You just, you come home to the barracks and I'm like, I really want an apartment. I met this girl back home. She's blowing me up on the phone back then. It was normal phones, and yeah. cell phones. Yeah. And then, you know, she'd write letters and I said, well, why don't you come on out? Let's see how things go. And things hit off. And I was like, you know, that'd be great if maybe your parents could bring Brittany out. We had an apartment together. So that's when I first met Brittany. And within a year and a half, I got married. I got married way young and too fast. You know, that was unfortunate. However, I think I was blessed with having her, Brittany, in my life and and having two other children with Mac's wife. Yeah. Um, And I feel that, that that kind of bond that I created with Brittany for that year and a half, I mean, she actually was, let me see, yeah, she was four and a half. Uh, then I got stationed out in Virginia Beach. So I went from West Coast to East Coast and uh, still shore duty. So it was still, a, you know, a 745 job, to 330 or whatever. Um, so I would just drive every day with Brittany. To, I'd let her off on base. It was on base. She had her daycare. I'd go to work, pick her up on base and go home. So, you know, m- my ex would go to work during that time as well. So... As far as um, bonding with Brittany, that was just, we're always in the car together, always doing things. And, and being in uh, oceanic type of, so a military environment, I think that is what helped her raise her. She was very strong-minded, strong-willed. Everything I would, when I would mess with my cars and clean up my cars, she would always ask to help. Because she was, it's kind of like when a man has his dog and the dog everywhere you go and they follow you and I mean because her mother would work at night and she would be with me and I'd make sure I'm not leaving her anywhere and you know I come come with me and then so a year and a half in she finally said it four and a half you know she mentioned something to Don I don't know I don't remember what she said but Don's like I know you were talking about adoption and I know that at that time Brittany's blood father um was never a part of her life didn't ever contact Brittany um you know I I ended up adopting her through uh military you could do it right through the military law program um and I was literally I was in my dress whites we went up to the um it was a captain in the navy and I sat her down and she sat on my knee she well she was standing there and then she got wanted to get up on my knee when I was talking to him and he was close and and just before he was about to ask me all the questions they asked it, I didn't know what they were going to ask. He, he says, you know what, I actually I don't have to say a thing. And he signed the papers, right, because she just oh, wanted to be with me. Yeah. So we bonded really close that way. Um, as she got older, obviously girls, they pull away from their dads because yeah. they want that socialism. Social <laughs> yeah. and, and, and plus, when, you're kind of a badass. I mean, she's got military dad. So yeah. she, I guess as she gets a little bit older and she starts being interested in boys where when she's a teenager, yeah. she probably wants to keep you separate from so that she, very much. Yeah, she yeah. was mommy talk, <laughs> not me. And right. Even if I'd ask, it's hush, hush yep. thing. And, oh, yeah. But that was when the early stages of texting. Mm. 
uh, when Brittany got to 13, 14, and that's when, you know, she started the dating, and that's where the grades started doing this, and I, that's where I don't like. You can't put, see, in my household, and this is how I raise, raised Camden and Marissa, her brother and sister, um, and I tried with Brittany. It's, she just was a fighter. She was very individualized. Um, you have to have, in, in my family, it's God, then you have to have your family, then you have to have your school, and then your friends and sports and all that stuff. But that's how I raise my kids. And, you know, and at that age, 15 and 16 with Brittany, it was boys, 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 boys. Mm-hmm. Well, Dad, so I'll tell you something you'll get a kick out of. This was when MySpace started. <laughs> I remember. Facebook, right? I remember the day. So Britain, so I found out through, out because I'm sneaky, I'm, I'm, I had my own desk set up in the basement at the house we had there, and, I walked by and I'm like, "What the? What's? Why are your pictures in the computer?" And oh, I'm just uploading them. Me and so and so. What is that? Like a website or something? Because I built websites back then. And then I, she's, "Oh, this is just MySpace. Well, me and my friends just do it." That blah blah blah. So I looked a little more into it, and I'm like, first thing I think of, I go right to the negative. I'm thinking. So I go upstairs and I'm talking to the ex and I say, what the F is, what the, what? You can curse, by the way. It's a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you can. You can. <laughs> but she's, I, you know, I didn't understand because I, I didn't know what the hell it was back then. And she just, you know, pretty, wow, dad, you never let me do anything. And nah. I'm like, holy, you know, but yet you're down there jamming to all my tunes when I'm making decals and all this stuff when I do, because I had a second hobby down in the basement doing all that and building the websites. And I said, you know, by, by the way, well, the next day, I talked to my buddies at IT where I worked, and I said, how do I get in back in the DOS and of take my- it out so when Brittany goes into Windows, nothing in MySpace, she can't view that shit because you couldn't see that stuff on our on our phones back then right so he told me how to do it and you did it <laughs> i did and the next day she, she caught on she said you did something i know i'm like what are you talking about so i till this day i never told her that <laughs> i actually did went in there and her mother her mother no i said swear to god we'll get a divorce if you tell her this <laughs> do not tell her she's going to be an individual i said yes but not when her grades go low you know when you start you're going to feel the same way. You're young now, so you really, Paul, you don't know that when your child starts, because they're close to you all their lives and their grades are great, they get into middle school or then their grades start doing this a little bit, well, then you know where their priorities are going. Right. I believe you need to be up their butts all their, all the time, especially now with phones, with social, because we have mini computers. That's what these are. I mean, they're phone, they're mini computers. All your electronics come to me. That's your punishment. I don't, you know. I, that's the, the, way, old that's the only way to punish these kids now, take their phones away. Well, with Brittany back then, it was give me their phone. Yeah. And that was the end of the world, what, God forbid, What right? year was it that she uh, went missing? It was, she went missing 09. 09. Yeah, so phone. Yeah, right. So it was phones. It was phones time. Did was mm-hmm. was What was the relationship like at home? I mean, because it sounds like she loved you a lot, uh, and, and she was always close with her mom, right? <laughs> I was her security. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's a teenager, so nobody's right. going to so there's hold a, against you if there's some headbutting. There's going to be headbutting with a teenager. Of course, right. Yeah. I hated the fact that I didn't have a partnership in, and I'm not on the podcast to bash my ex-wife, but I got to be truthful. I didn't have the partnership. The, when you ground your son, your wife follows and she, or when she grounds him, what mommy say? 
I didn't have that. So you were trying to do I discipline. I had ex-in-laws and ex-wives buying her another phone because I took it away for three uh, weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. the undermining was that's, so horrible. That sucks, yeah. That, that's bad. That's yeah, because bad. Because I look like I'm the wrong, in the wrong when it's, it's just about raising a better child. So what was, when she, right before she disappeared, was the relationship, was it rocky? So I had left, well, and this is where, gosh, um, when we got separated, it was we, I, my ex and I got to a point where I was either going to raise my hand to a woman or I was going to leave then. I got out before I did because I don't want to yeah. go to jail. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I, and then I met someone else. And then, of course, it looks like I cheated on her. And let me tell you, I did horrible things. My kids didn't know about it. My ex knew about it for years before. I've, I, I will till this day admit that I did wrong. However, I tried to raise the best family and keep the family life at home as best as possible. What I did, did you, the wrong thing. What do you mean you did the wrong thing? Well, I mean, I... I, I, I you cheated? I, after... Okay, so that was about maybe eight, nine years into marriage. Yeah. And it was just, I fell out of love with my ex. I did not love her no more. And I struggled. When I talked to my mother. I talked to her mother. I talked to my my father-in-law because I was close with her father. I really like, I, till this day, I like her father, my father, ex-father-in-law. Um, it, I just didn't have feelings because of all the things that happened at home. There was no partnership. Mm-hmm. There was... I would work my butt off all day at a normal, you know, nine to five job and then come home and do extra work so I could afford maybe getting a deck onto the house and have someone come do the landscaping because I sucked at it. So why not pay a professional to do it and work hard to get someone to do it? But then that money is used for hair and nails and, oh, well, you do it. it, it, (laughs) We're married. You know, just those. Yes, you were done. You were done. You were. I was just, you know, what else can I? But I had kids, so I had stayed around because of the children. I'm thinking I have to stay here. I got to. I have to. And it got to a point where it was almost physical, and I left. Yeah, good for you. You did the right thing at the right time. When, when. So when I left, and I and and but me and Brittany did not because of the texting. I learned how to. T- I had one of the old razors, so I had to do the three friggin' clicks for an A. So you could stay shit. in touch with her, but right? she That's... had the sidekick where yeah. she flipped it up. And <laughs> <laughs> so um, w- wherever I was um, for a while, I was living with my grandparents. Just, but I stayed in contact with her. I would call my children every night. Um, when my ex wanted to go out and do her thing, as she called it. I would go there and make sure I'm there for my son and for Marissa, my middle one, because they were still young, 12 and 6 years old. Um, Brittany was probably, sometimes Brittany was home. I'd ask about homework, but I'd get that, well, I did it earlier, and okay, all right, well, I'm going out with my friends, all right, but you will be home by 11, 11.30, and then when that didn't happen... How do you discipline from far away? It's, it's hard. I it's, mean, it is. Y- y- the phone's the only thing. That's the that's the only thing you can do. But when they're far away, you wait till they get home. But you when you're arguing phone. with the ex, yeah, they're the not ex- going to listen to you to take it away because she lives with. I left yeah. that house, and the ex doesn't have your back. And no. yeah, right. And you're telling the ex, hey, you got to take her phone, and she's. And she's you complain yeah, to me on the phone it. that she's going to school late and or she's she's doing bad in these classes. The teachers are calling you. Okay, so I've go in several times to make sure she's. What can we do as a team to get the? I'm doing as you ask. However, 
Britney's fighting it. She's just a typical she typical was, teenager, right? When she went to was it Myrtle Beach? When she went to Myrtle Beach, did did you guys even know about that, or she just left? She's oh, went. Yeah, that was no, no, no. Nobody knew. Um, no one. Um, she left on a Wednesday. Okay. Um, that Monday, I um, I got a phone call late at night from my ex. You need to talk to your daughter, Brittany, because I've always been known as dad because I raised her. <laughs> I got the phone call, Brittany. What's going on? Well, I was asking. Mom's basically making a big stink. Me and my friends, we want to go to Myrtle Beach. It's we're do, we want to do it for Junior, blah blah blah, because she was a junior and it, it's uh, Gates Childlike. I said, oh, "Hold up, Brett. Let's talk about this." And then, of course, with Brittany and her mom. That's the thing that I did not stand for, and that's the thing where I actually took my ex's side. You do not raise your hands to your mother, to your parent. You respect her. I don't care how much. But they were physical behind the scenes, and I didn't find this out until after her disappearance. Oh, through would... pictures from FBI and sheriffs that oh took her. Oh my god! Oh my god! Brittany would fight her mom. Oh yeah, Brittany oh, would hit. God. Oh yeah, but Don would never tell me this. Right. So that night, I said to Brittany, "I says, well, wait a minute, Brittany. Just this morning, I brought you late to school. It's obvious you're not doing good. You've got how many? Your grades aren't. You've got one failing class, and you're going late to school. And this is probably the I don't know." It's, couple times that marking period so she you know well, I see mom I knew it you would tell dad now agrees with me of course it's a big stink right I said look at the answer is no you're not going out of town maybe you can do something go chill out with your girlfriends and sleep over there during the spring break here so you can get away from mom for a little bit in fact I'll bring you out I told her because we text and then I would get blown up with texts and stuff I'm you know that that's that was the end of that conversation two days later Brittany got in a huge argument with her mother. She had done something. I don't remember what it was. That's when it got more physical. My ex had scratches and cuts all down her arm and stuff from Brittany. I didn't find that out until weeks after Brittany went missing. Now, all this was kept from me, but I found the timeline out through my private investigators that I ended up. The timeline was when Brittany left on that Wednesday. Now, let me ask, let me tell you something the first question was is how the hell did my daughter get down there with what money she don't have a pot to piss in and this is what goes back to the old navy days she's very strong-minded strong-willed i raised her like that and again i kicked myself in the ass for that because i think i raised too strong of a daughter she hustled all the boys that all liked because she was a pretty girl in the school she would hustle all the boys for 60 bucks a shot and i found this out when they took her computer got a prepaid card for cash and said I need half down for the limo oh. she hustled all the boys for the <laughs> prom limo so she had everyone paying her for the limo oh yeah she had over $500 in this account oh yeah <laughs> that's how she got down the oh, myrtle yeah. Wow, yeah, she was, she she was gonna be an entrepreneur she one had day, a couple man. and I, I do know about the one meanwhile a bunch of pictures that the um it was the uh, Rochester Sheriff Department. That their detectives came up and took her computer. I had to unplug it and have it all ready for them. When they came back and said, you know, do you know anyone in these pictures and all these? And I'm looking at all these pictures, and I'm seeing Brittany and a bunch of other kids that were anywhere from the range of 15 to 21 in my, my the house that I left in the back partying with red cups. Uh-huh. The first question is, is where's mom? Where the hell is Dawn in this situation? She had these parties after Dawn left nightly to go out to do her thing. Uh. 
Don was going out partying. Yeah, now, herself. now, mind you, Marissa, my middle, her younger sister in Camden, they were with me most of the time, wherever I was. So they were being watched. So it was just like if Brittany's doing her thing, I'm going to go do my thing. Not to blame Dawn here, but I'm I'm thinking, well, how did Brittany meet these kids that she befriended to go to Myrtle Beach? Now, they were the ones. Some of the kids were in those pictures. In Webster, she was partying with them. Well, okay, so when you get a phone call. Uh, she asks you to go to Myrtle Beach, and you say no, right? Correct. And then I assume you find out a couple days later she's in Myrtle Beach. I got that phone call on Saturday night when she went missing, minutes after she went missing, because she went missing between that 9 and 9.40-ish time zone. So you're and, finding out pretty soon after she went Right. I mean, well, it's not like these kids waited till the next day Well, or you'll something. know why, because my ex called me to say, Chad, did you know Brittany went down to Myrtle Beach and her boyfriend just called now Brittany was dating a guy for uh, a year a little over a year um it it was a pretty and i didn't really agree they got too close too close you could date someone but you when you're getting too close and there's things going on that i heard of again through investigation through law that mm-hmm. dawn called and said look it i want to leave didn't even give me the option i'm going with my parents down they cannot find Brittany. I don't know the exact wording she used. She was hysterical. And I'm like, wait, what? Where's 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 John? Her boyfriend. Uh, he's the one who called me and said that they were texting, but then it stopped. They stopped texting, and now I can't. I said, probably your phone probably died. And so, no, he tried calling. They stopped texting a while ago, and she says, me and my parents are going down. You need to come wherever you wherever I was staying and get Camden and Marissa right now. I'm leaving in the middle of the night. To go. So I didn't even get the option to go search for my daughter. Not even the option. You just need to come get the kids. I'm doing it. Long story short, they, the kids came with me, and that's when it all started. When the, when did it become real to you that she was missing? <clears throat> next morning? Overnight? The next day when I was talking to law enforcement. Because then I had to find out, okay, do I need a lawyer? Because... I need I need someone down that okay so mind you so here I am we separated we're about to get a divorce because of the you got to wait a certain time and you can't just get a divorce in two seconds you got to wait right? right so we're we're on Rocky we're not agreeing with the way with the way the the home life is going on at my older house and well you left blah 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 so we're not on great terms together Don and I and she, um she wanted to uh, do things her way when she got down there tell me what she wanted me to know and not what any parent wants to know what's the latest what's going on what do they know i had to find out i had to was she was she still even in that moment kind of protecting britney to you in the way that she was doing even before where she would kind of protect britney britney and her would be on a team kind of against you almost um yeah. Do you think I, that was what was still happening? I didn't think of it that way, but now that you mentioned it, I could probably see it that She's way. She's kind of yes. trying to keep you at an, arm length, at an arm's length because... Yeah, let me take care of I could take care of this. Take, that, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So I had to find out... Well, first thing is, okay, look, let me let me talk to the lead detective in charge. I got a hold of them. I said, look, me and my ex are not on good. I need someone to be in touch with me, please. I need to be able to have someone's cell number so I could talk to someone. And that's when, by the goodness of god my mother and my sister sister at that time reached out and got a hold of a private investigating agency uh merrill's and 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 
they were amazing. They they had people already down in North Carolina who drove right down there, right. who started following. Now, with my ex, she had, well, I've got the sheriffs looking now, and now we've got this uh, sled, the sled team down there, which was big. They're the, a great search team. Then they had the private organization who did it pro bono, uh, who um, Monica Kaysen, her team was amazing. But the thing was, is Dawn trashed me, and this is, I'm, again, I'm so, I apologize for having to say it, but this is exactly the way it was on my deathbed. My ex would trash me so bad and only tell the bad things I did out of our re- relationship to these people. No one on that side would ever want to help me because I could give clues of questions they have. I could also, I'm, a, I'm her father too. Yeah. Why can't I help? You have information. So she yeah. kept them all away from me. Yeah. So I had to hire my own private investigators who found out the people's names who killed my daughter within two weeks no one else did oh you knew those names uh-huh. within two weeks uh-huh. and and that didn't I knew become that. and I that didn't become father, public i knew about the grandfather i knew about the uncle i knew about oh. yes all of it i know and, about and the none of that became public knowledge till just a couple years ago right and you knew that within two weeks chad jesus and there's other names that are out there still that and the, the one kid that um okay so that night Let's backtrack to that Saturday night when Don was freaking out. And I said, we need to put our differences aside. Now we got to be a team at least. Because she was frantic and crying and this and that. I would say, look it. Tell me what you know. Well, I'm calling this. Okay, call me right back. Tell me what they say. There was a young man that was part of the crew that I can't mention the guy's name because there's, the FBI is still looking for this guy. And he was the one person I was looking for when I was handing out my flyers that day that I ran into Timothy Deshaun Taylor. So I was looking for this other kid. Well, that kid actually fled to North Dakota, then went to South Dakota, then went back down to North Carolina, then went down and back to Myrtle Beach, and that was the year I went down there because I was told he's he's back down here. His aunt or grandma lived in this one trailer and the same inlet. All right, so the inlet, when, when you walk into where they, in the driveways, but every every house, every trailer, had either a Mercedes or a BMW in it. Mm-hmm. But they're trash homes that are no bigger than the garages here. So that it's that inlet, you can only you go in there, you do your thing, you come back, and it's one road. It's not like they can go up to the next road and go off, and you can get back on a main street. No, it's in one way and out one way. Um, so that's the road I took, and that's where that's I where. met half the family. Even the grandparents. Well, so so we're skipping around. Just yeah, I don't want to do that. So, what, ha- what happened on Saturday night? What do we know? So Don about- was telling me about the, that, yeah. that that guy, um, telling me his name, telling me this guy, and she's talking to him, but he didn't make because they have such a southern accent. It was hard for Don to understand. And I said, "Well, you give me his number." Well, every time I would try to call, he would never answer. And this is the guy we think snatched her. That's who we're talking no. This about? is the guy who the FBI publicly um, uh, said that. He has key witnesses that that felons that said he was the one with the Mustang who went into the store and Brittany was in the back that one day. And this was after the Saturday. So this is how everyone, this is how the story, because she got abducted on the Saturday and then she, according to the FBI, she passed on that next Wednesday. So take me what happened Saturday night. Where is the last time we know where she was? Yeah, it was at nine. I was on the strip there at the Peter Brasowitz. Is it the hotel? Hotel. It's- she had. So we're in the hotel. She walks out the hotel and say, "That's the strip." Yeah. She goes over to that sidewalk and she goes, 
north down the opposite side of the road going north down towards because her hotel is a good mile 1.3 miles down the road on the right i don't know why she went over there that's when Brittany's like and that's i told the cops i go well, i know but Brittany's walking her strides are huge she's pissed because she probably had to walk all the way to hell back that's that, what she was doing. That's those little things, that little information. I you would see they You can would recognize know. a pissed yeah, off walk. walk. Like, she's a freaking lollygagger. Yeah. She always was. She would just do her own little thing. She's walking like she's like half sprinting in soccer. She's just on a mission. How did she go missing that one instance that a car pull up? First off, Brittany, I feel in my heart that Brittany had to have gotten met somebody either on the beaches that she was partying at or in the clubs that she was in when she was down there she had to have seen somebody that she recognized got in a vehicle willingly not on there's no way because i think they jumped out and grabbed her. no way no she would have done something too much of a coincidence and as i was talking to the at that time lieutenant cap who was the lead investigator there's no way something she would have been kicking or flailing. It had to have been two guys if they were doing it. One grabbing her arms, the other grabbing her mouth so she wasn't screaming. Mm-hmm. How populated was the area where she went missing? That's the thing. Ironically, the cameras looked like shit and worked like shit back then. So you really, the population was, it was just dusk, just past dusk then in April. So um, it wasn't dark and they had lights, the street, the lights were on. So it's not a dark area. It wasn't. It was in front of storefronts. So you believe definitely. She, I hold, I she believe, got in the car. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I believe she saw someone. And the FBI hey, believe up? that as well. Oh, this is what my scenario, my assumption was. As I said, this is what I believe, because every time I would ask, well, how did how did she get taken down towards Georgetown and ultimately down in McClellanville? Well, we don't know that part. I go, well, if you look at her strides, and then let me look back at those tapes again because they would show me the different videos. There's that one white tow truck. Sean Taylor owned a towing company with white trucks. The father. Sean Taylor was the one, did you remember, about a week and a half to two weeks later, he was accused of trying to snatch a blonde girl. Do you remember that happened right after? I did not actually know that. Yeah, no. in a van. No. Um, he was a kid. Didn't he got work out, out of it. She, what happened? The girl the, got away. His phone. He had some going somewhere else. They couldn't timeline him there. Uh, they couldn't video him there. And this is just two weeks after Brittany. Well, this girl to this day says that it was him that tried snatch her. No, this girl got away from him. Yeah, he got away, yeah. or she got away. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, she got away. He she, never got in trouble for it. Yeah, I spoke to her just last year. She actually yeah. finally got the balls to call me and talk to me because I've been reaching out trying to talk to her. I forget her name. My wife knows all of them. She's great with names. And how I'm did he, what was his mo with her? <clears throat> did he jump out and try to force her into his car? Someone tried snatch her in the back of the van. Yeah. So someone was driving while someone was snatching. Yeah. So, but you don't think that's what happened with Brittany? You don't think that they no, because, So when we saw her walking down, you see the, the, the news shows her walking out of the hotel. And in the very beginning, they did show the one where she's walking. But then after that, they don't, I forget that it was 9th of 17th Street or whatever it was. And they don't know that timeline. I said, there's no cameras out of any of the stores on both sides of the road. Nothing. No, nothing worked. They checked every Jesus. single one. Unreal. And that's what 
you know, that's what hurts because you don't know. We can only assume. <clears throat> so I'm, my guess is someone befriend. She met someone that week, and oh, and she was pissed off because General Burr wants this. She, I know Brittany. This fucking bitch probably wants her hers. She wants her shorts back, and I got to bring them right now, and blah, 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 and got in the truck, and oh, yeah, I'll give you a ride. Come on. Yep, yep. Come on in. Clunk, and, and you think they just cover. kept driving? They just kept and, driving. They got mm-hmm. out of there right away. Got down to yeah, because she was walking on that side. Those cars are going this way, which leads to Georgetown and McClellanville. Yeah. So all they kept doing is going straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And they just seized the opportunity. You don't think it was planned? They just saw it, and, <laughs> and that's a whole another scenario. It could have been. It very well could have been planned. Um, and this is where I led back to. The um, because the investigators told me that you know Peter's been known to misdemeanors, drugs here and there, and it's ironic that he's driving around in these expensive vehicles and then going down there that specific known bar that does that in the VIP area. So all that just fell into where it's oh my god, this kid's got to know something at least minimum. Mm-hmm. Did Brittany meet those? You know, I call them pieces of trash, the ones who killed her. Did she meet them there? And they don't have record of it. They do know that his um, the cell phones to them, to Timothy um, Taylor, was in the area. But I don't know if it was in that one club. Um, they couldn't pinpoint that. But it was in that area. So they <clears throat> they kidnapped her for several days. There was no ransom, nothing like that. So from what the FBI tells us is yes, um, and that was this is it's all out there. Um, well, they kidnapped her that night. Um, yeah, obviously no ransom. You're right. Um, but they, uh, if me and you are just those kind of types of people and I got some girl, you know, I'm like, Paul, you want to do something with her? Go ahead. Yeah. They pimped, them, pimped her out. They, oh, whatever God it's called. Damn it. Oh, For man. days. I'm sorry to bring, even bring and it up. That's what they did. She's in a better PM. But, <sighs> that's what they did. That's what they think those days were spent with? No, that they have, they have evidence. Back in that. Trailer park? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they have, okay, so they have these little abandoned houses that different places that they know, churches that went down, that uh, didn't pan out, and they call them traps. And they, there's also, they call, in the South, they call, come over to my trap, yo, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's your house, I guess. <laughs> but they would call those specific places their trap traps. In this instance, that family's been known to profile light skin, light hair girls. It's not, has nothing to do with being racial. It has to do with they profile those girls. They're looking for that. Why? Maybe money, popularity, who knows? Um, Was the intention always to keep her for a few days and then and then get rid of her at the end when they when she could no longer be of use to them or do you think she that's what just, the police tell me or, that's or, what the Myrtle Beach that was the me. intention or do you think she eventually just punched somebody in the face and <clears throat> you know they they killed her well I mean unfortunately the night that she did supposedly pass Sean Taylor was doing a drug deal with the guy who's in jail that snitched on Timothy, who was raping my daughter, who had other friends waiting to rape my daughter. She got away until this, and and I'll tell you how I I believe this, and I don't believe in, 
she got away and it took Sean Taylor to kill her with a gun. And then whatever happened with the rug and the bringing it over to the gator pit, which I knew of, that I went on a boat and it was tested that there was DNA for her that was coming up. And um, the not Dr. Oz, but um, one of the doctors, um, the Kaylee Anthony, the, the the child that was years before that was very popular disappearance. Yeah, yeah. The mother put her into. So that doctor that invented that in, that um, device took that device out there and tested that area and he got a hit but no with nothing he got a hit for her dna because we sent in um some dna her hairbrush and stuff like that with had follicles and dna on it and it got a hit so did you know all of that two weeks through my private investigators you knew all that two weeks in this um, whole story I, no not the whole story okay, okay no 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 i knew the names okay two weeks in God, so she gets away. They end up having to to do what they did, and we end up finding out years later. I think right, it didn't become public knowledge. The FBI ago. didn't jump into this. This didn't come out. Okay, down there, and this is where till this Dawn really wanted to sue to the Myrtle Beach, and I don't even know she had a, her own lawyer that was following her forever. Totally kept me out of it, but I would ask questions. Who is this guy? It's her lawyer because she's trying to write a book and also sue the Myrtle Beach Police Department for what they did and how they relayed messages and lied because of the... Um, it was so political in there with with the drugs is what helps feed that community. It's so unfortunate. Are they protecting the drug dealers? So that's what took federal people to come and say, I don't give a shit about what's going on in here. I'm just going to pop. They want to go in your house right now. They're going through. They don't need to give you warrants. They're going through. Yeah. What are all the people who are responsible for what happened to your daughter? Where are they now? Well, so the the feds got a little smart, and this is public knowledge. Um, They got smart and said, well, you know, he committed a felony. He was a driver to a, a robbery at McDonald's who is our prime suspect in your daughter's case, but we can't mention that have nothing to do with your daughter. But we can get him in jail. We can get him into a federal jail who none of his family who's been in and out has friends there to protect him. Now he's unprotected in a federal jail. He got He didn't end up going to federal jail. He only had to serve, I don't know, some, some pro, uh, probation. I think my wife has that. Um, I think it's probation. He went into the normal jail system for a while during the whole case until it got tried and all that. Um, but he's out now. Sean, the father's out doing his own thing. The uncle's out. The one now, the uncle and the father were so bad when they were young. The uncle went to jail for. Um, raping a woman and then setting her on fire and throwing her into a lake so that was public knowledge jesus mind you here 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 we go now if you remember a couple years ago when the mother had all the supporters of oh here we go racial profile it's a white girl and you're blaming us in the community and my son's a church going your son's church going i said cool i'll take my I'll, i'll take this right to social media i built an entire website and said okay let me so i had all my people that been messaging me for for years i said okay do you have all those pictures still with timothy holding the machine gun with his gang signs drink all those 
yeah, I got them all. Can you please send them to me? Yeah, we saw all those, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So I says, okay, let me prove this mother that her mouth is full of shit. Yeah. Because that, that just, I, your son and your, your family's great. What the hell is this? This kid right here went to jail for, uh, what did he do? Armed robbery with an, I don't know, something. Look, some of these guys are walking free today. That's crazy, man. Well, the main ones that, that the FBI say killing my daughter are all free. They're all free. <clears throat> how do you, and, I, and I'll, I'll get out of your hair with this. I don't want to take up any more yeah, of your time. But how do you, how do you live with that? How do any of us live with it, but you especially? How well, do you I think live with that? I was always a, I was raised a Catholic. I was never religious. I had nothing to, nothing else that I could trust in other than God. So I met my wife now, and I know back in my Navy days, I believed in Jesus, and I, I, I had him in my heart, but I had nothing to, I just didn't live the life as a Christian would. Until this day, I'm still, I swear, you're not supposed to swear. I do this, all sorts of things. But I know my relationship with God is tight because I have a very, I pray every day, all day. I just, you know, something good happens, it's a gift. I believe it's a gift. Iron, you want to hear something weird, Paul? This will probably give you. So I haven't met, um, last year around this time I met, no, it was around April, at the beginning of April of last year in 2019, the, the, uh, lead sheriff to Ontario County. I met him and my story came in. He had a delivery. I opened the store that morning. I had associates come in an hour later. <clears throat> I was talking to him. He was in full dress, had all his ribbons on. I'm like, oh, wow, blah, blah, blah. And he looked at my name tag. He says, do you don't mind me asking? I said, yeah, my daughter's Brittany. And he just, I, I, he almost lost it right in front of me. And here he is, a 50 plus year old veteran that had had one in charge out there, right, of the sheriffs. He was, I don't think he's the, I think he's guy right underneath the sheriff. So today he walked in my store, and here here we are tonight. I had the schedule with you tonight. He walked in my, I haven't seen him in a year, over a year. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I haven't seen him in a year. Yeah. And that's where that's I believe, because you're talking about faith and all that. I just, and I, t- I talked my, at lunch I told my wife, and she goes, babe, that's called divine appointment. And I go, what is that? Because, you know, I go, to, I go to the Father's house in Greece. I'm very, I'm very close to one of the pastors there, Pastor Luke. He's a great guy. Pastor Pierre, he's the main guy out in Chile. And, and great church, great crowd. Just, I just believe, because you asked that question, I personally believe that God's got this. He's got a plan. I just don't know what the hell it is. But I trust him. Because he's the only one that's going to. We've been through every hoop. There's nothing I can do other than, you know what, let me get my Navy SEAL friends or still live down there and go down there and, and, and hold these guys up. To Well, I, I mean, from an investigation standpoint, is it over? <laughs> or is there still some investigation? Right now there's nothing. There's just nothing going on. I feel they know cold. the answer. They, they know the answer, right? And, and and is there just missing? But they haven't given us any clues. They haven't shown Don and I no clues. They just told us, just like they told the community. They just told you what happened? They didn't show us nothing. So you don't even know how they arrived at that conclusion. Other than <clears throat> we're still waiting on one non-felon that can give us the same clues that the felons gave us because a jury, if you think about it, the jury is going to say all these guys are just trying to get a lesser sentence on their own sentence yeah. to tell them anything. So how can we believe that yeah. they're going to say not guilty? Yeah. And then all this is for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, Chad, I'm so sorry for what you've been through, man. 
Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. I mean, the per- the issues that were going on in the relationship, and then obviously that is just that's tough. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm sorry it. for everything you went through. Do you think I need to up it to 30 push-ups for my kid before dinner? Do you think is 20? Am I being a little too easy? <laughs> Another 10 years, you're going to be calling me. All right. Well, I'll let you go. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I got to drive back to the factory. I left my wallet there. Where's your factory? All the way out in Bergen. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. We're in Brighton for anyone who doesn't know. (laughs) Sucks. I got to drive all the way back out there just to get my wallet. Is this your latest and great? Did you leave uh, the show? Oh, yeah. I left radio. You didn't even know that? No? Yeah, yeah. So I left radio on April 30th, and I bought the factory where my sauce was made. Um, and that deal was happening since February. So I, I basically, I legitimately left radio and started like the, that minute I started as CEO of this new business with employees. Did grandpa teach you the business part of it or, or the, no, no, honestly, the business part for the most part has been my mentor, Tom Riggio. And then, you know, I have several different mentors, but, uh, no, the business part I've all learned in the last six years, I'm still learning to this day. I got my ass handed to me this week in a, in a business meeting, uh, regarding like gross profit margin and and figuring, cause I'm still a guy, I got to go to my calculator every time for everything. Right. I'm not a guy who does math in my head very well. uh, You're more artistic than you are mathematical, a little more artistic, a little more of a relationship builder. But then when it comes time to talk about margins and percentages and things like that i've got to i've got to pull out the calculator and i'm embarrassed because a lot of people i'm around can do all that shit off i'm the same way with my right when yeah. when, the, when the owner talks about the numbers i'm like this is where you're mentoring me because i'm artistically inclined but not yeah. mathematically yeah yeah 100 percent. so that that's good you're talking about the mentorship because he the owner of our stores he's he's mentoring me along with good another guy yeah the motivational speakers kind of thing i that i got my son into that the um for his bowling and for his school, it's it's really brought his level from an 84 student to a 97 GPA overall in 11th grade. 11th grade, I couldn't have bought that when I was his age. Uh-uh, uh-uh. But 11th grade, all I'm thinking about is you know what, girls, girls, <laughs> girls, and cars. That's it. Right. That's so, right. yeah. Well, God bless you, man. Thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for suffering with me. Don't hit that bunny on your way out. There's a little bunny sitting right behind your tire. Oh, I won't. On your truck. <laughs> Thank you, Chad Drexel.